Hi, I'm Deborah Rosati, founder and CEO of Women Get On Board, and this is Women Get On Board In Conversation. Our goal with these video series is to highlight and encourage women leaders with advice for their board journeys, whether at the beginning of their board journey or evolving in their board journey. Expect powerful insights from experts that will empower you with confidence to lead and serve in a corporate board. Today, I am pleased to be speaking with Jacqueline Foley, an executive brand coach, to discuss a really critical topic for any serving or aspiring board leader. Jacqueline is going to talk about the three C's of personal branding yourself for your board role. Good afternoon, Jacqueline. Delighted to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Deborah. Thank you. So maybe before we begin, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I'm an executive brand coach, and really my mission is to empower uh, women executives and high achievers to build really powerful uh, personal brands and more meaningful careers. And so typically uh, I work with women who are stuck and they're really looking to go to the next level of leadership, whether it's through promotion, a new role, et cetera. And so I have private programs, group programs, but the work I do is very much helping women really elevate their leadership and their careers. Well, perfect. That's what we want to talk about today with all your expertise. So let's start with the first question. What is personal branding and what, does, what really matters when looking for a board role? How do you bring those two together? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great question. I think there's so many uh, myths around personal branding. And I always say, start by saying, it's not just an elevator pitch. It's not just your social media profile. It's so much more than that. It's really about knowing yourself, what you stand for, what really makes you you, what makes you unique in the world. Um, and I think when we're clear about our brand and we can really be deliberate about how we're living our brand, how we're articulating our brand, uh, whether it's through networking conversations, our CV, our LinkedIn activity, whatever it is, then we are really building that reputation, building that external brand and the way we want to be seen. And why is this important uh, if you want to get on a board or for a board role is that we always want to be aligning our value with what the board is looking for, right? Um, there's a really famous quote from Michelle Obama, I'm sure you've heard it before, where she says, if you don't get out there and define yourself, you will be quickly and inaccurately defined by others. And I feel that really says it all. And so really, again, being deliberate and being out there are key to landing a board role and key to building our brand. I love that quote. I love Michelle Obama. Yeah, I know, <laughs> it's not who doesn't? <laughs> Um, you know, it sort of just brings it back to when you're talking about corporations and their purpose and their mission and their vision, it's very much the same, but mm -hmm. when you're dealing with an individual, it's their personal branding, it's them, it's Completely. about them and that alignment. So thank you. Um, what are some steps that women can take to start defining and articulating their brand? Yeah, so a big part of the work that I do with senior women is really helping them slow down um, so they can do the inner work that they need to do to, and it's often to reconnect with what they care about, what they're really good at, even what kind of environment they need to be successful in. So these are all really important parts of understanding our unique value proposition. So we have to get curious about what differentiates us. And I call this the contemplation stage, right? The first C. 
So, and, and we know it's, it's, we don't like talking about ourselves, right? So it's not easy for us to actually articulate our values and our strengths. So there's a few ways we can do this. And one exercise that I use with clients, which I find quite effective, is I actually get them to make a list of all of their top achievements, accomplishments, the things they're most proud of in their career. And they create that list and then they write down, why was this meaningful for me, right? And then they also write down what were the skills and the competencies that I used in order to achieve the results, in order to, to, to make this so successful. And what they quickly start to see if they really take time to go through that process is they start to see themes and patterns emerging. So around their values. So maybe they see that they really value stretching themselves in you know, new ways, or they love being creative and innovative, or helping others perform to their best. So, so they start to see that. They also start to see core strengths that have made them very successful. So things like solving complex problems, transforming culture, um, leading company-wide uh, systems, you know, processes or M&As or whatever it is. And so they start to just build this really understanding of, oh yeah, these are the things I love to do. These are the things I'm really good at. These are the things I care about. So that's one way. Then I say, go solicit feedback, talk to a boss, talk to peers, people who really know you, who work with you, who really, or who sit on committees with you or whatever it is, really get that feedback because what we were already doing that inside out work, we want that outside in work. So really that helps with two things. It helps to confirm that the things that we think are our strengths really are valued uh, in that way, but we also learn about ourselves. We, there might be a strength or something that we're doing that we don't realize is very valued by those around us. And so again, it helps us to get more connected to that value proposition. And then they can start looking at, okay, now how do I start aligning that with the right board role? And I, I think that is phenomenal advice, that contemplation piece. So I talk to a lot of women leaders that are transitioning into board work. And one of the things they try, what I try to say is about the elevation is come up to where you've been playing a leadership role, because when you get to board, it is going to be leading. You're not there from a management. So when you are contemplating, my only other add on to that is make yeah. sure you talk about where you're leading. So was it leading in M&A? Was it leading in digital transformation? Were you leading in sustainability projects? Where were you leading? So on that contemplation when you're going through that inventory list. Oh, totally. So and that's, yeah, that's a great distinction. And I do find that often, as, as you can imagine, the stuff they're most proud of is typically things that they have led, right? Or well, played a leadership role around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's continue on. What are typical brand gaps that you believe may be holding women back from landing a, a board role? Yeah, so the biggest gap I see, and it's just consistent across the board, um, is really the fear of putting themselves out there, right? So we know that when we're trying something new or, you know, we're, we're going to go out there and promote ourselves or talk about ourselves or whatever it is, try and elevate to that next level, we start to feel uncomfortable. We start to feel fear. And so the gap is actually between what they actually know about themselves to be true, the strengths, the value they offer, 
and their ability to confidently actually communicate it and project it in terms of their conversations and how they feel about themselves. So, you know, I hear a lot of things like, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I need more qualifications or skills. And I'm not saying we should never look at that, but really it's about just facing the discomfort. And so the first thing I say is just acknowledge when we do something new, when we start putting ourselves out there in a different way, it's uncomfortable and we're going to feel fear. That's okay. It's natural. So we can proceed anyway. That doesn't have to stop us. Right. So I call that the committing stage where we have to just really commit and say, we're going to do it anyway. And so where do you start? And I always say, okay, how do we start small, right? We take small steps to start building our confidence. So what about setting up a conversation with a warm contact in your network, ideally who is a board member or has board experience? And start asking about their board experience and start talking about what you're trying to do and sort of testing out your messaging and getting some feedback and so on. And, so, and then take another step, learn from that conversation and take another step. So it's this idea that we're taking these micro steps to, to get more comfortable with pushing ourselves forward towards our goals. And the second gap I see um, that really holds women back, and I, I feel like you alluded to this a little bit around the leading piece, is a, is a lack of influence. Um, many of the senior women that I coach have built a lot of credibility, as you can imagine, in their field. So they're known for doing great work and getting great results and for their expertise, but they are not, credibility and influence are not always the same thing. And so they're not always having the influence they want to be having at the leadership table, which of course we know is a really key ingredient uh, to get on a board, to be on a board, to have impact on a board. Um, so how do we build our influence as leaders? Um, typically, we women especially have to get out of the weeds, right? So to your point about elevating, they have to stop focusing on the doing and they have to start looking at where can I be adding more strategic value across the board, right? Um, where can I get, how can I get better at promoting myself and my value and the impact I'm having and not just assuming that others are going to notice this? How do I build the right strategic allies that are going to help me again support my goals and help me keep moving up the ladder or towards my goals and objectives. And so in the end, that I that learning to self-advocate is so key to building our influence and to getting on a board, on the board we want. So Jacqueline, I'm just smiling because that's kind of the opposite of imposter syndrome, right? Which a lot of women come in. That could be right. a whole other conversation, but that self-promotion, that self-advocacy is so, so critical. And I like it too, there's a really good uh, reference about you're in the metals concentric circle, your values here and around it, you've got leadership, you've got knowledge and you have influence. And you have to think about all of those, how they come together very much yeah. like you said, is your unique value proposition. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, and, and if I could just say, you make such a great point about influence in that I think, and imposter syndrome, and that I think that really, the work is again inner work, right? So I do a lot of how do you connect with that inner leader that who really is your strength and your value, and how do you use that? Um, and again, face the fear and do it anyway, right? Phenomenal, phenomenal. Can I hire you um, to be my own personal <laughs> branding coach? Oh, um, I don't think you need me. Oh, we all do. We all do. Um, one little quick one of getting getting out of your comfort zone. Um, 
And I'll share this with you. I did some TikTok interviews this summer and never, ever did it. My team was kind of pushing me on it when the first one was getting posted. I got great advice from um, our social media expert saying, listen, just say, hey, it was uncomfortable. I did this and I felt uncomfortable. Yes. And each time you feel uncomfortable, you get a little better along the way, but you got to start somewhere. And I share that because trust me, I was very uncomfortable. I saw some of those and I think you did a great job and good for you for, again, a great example of what we're talking about today. You were uncomfortable. You did it anyway. And I think you do that a lot, Deborah. So putting yourself out there, you're, you're role modeling for other women, right? Thank you. But it's coaches and people like you when you have the support behind you. So anyway, let's continue on in our conversation on your three C's. You've listed a third C earlier and you've called it campaigning. Can you elaborate on, so we had maybe just reiterate the first two and then going into the campaigning. Yeah, sure. So contemplating, really taking the time up front to connect with our brand and who we are. There is um, uh, committing, which is really about, you know, doing it, you know, we're scared, but we're going to do it anyway, and we're going to move forward. um, And we're going to do the things we need to do to build influence uh, and get out of our own way. And then, and really campaigning is, I guess I would say I see brand building as, I mean, I'm a marketer, right? So I see brand building as an ongoing campaign for your entire career. So let's just start there. Um, It's like sales. And I know people hate that idea, but the reality is we can't rely on others to see our value. We have to be constantly promoting it, not in a braggy kind of way, in a smart way, in a strategic way. And so really campaigning is about relationship building. It's about continuing to promote our value. And it's no different than a politician. If you think about a politician who's looking to get elected, they're not starting to campaign right before the election, right? They start way, way ahead. So we want to be doing the same thing. So having, again, a great CV, being active on LinkedIn is great. But, you know, when we think about it, really, it's connections, right? So people hire people. I know COVID's been very difficult for that, but we are starting to get back out there. And I think even connecting with people live on Zoom is better than this this sort of, you know, digital email, whatever it is. So I think you have to be really connecting with people, building those relationships, um, giving them a sense, right, of, of who you are and how you present yourself. That's such a huge part, as you know, of getting on a board, being on a board. So I think just like job hunting, you have to commit to a certain number of reach outs a week or a month, whatever you're comfortable with. You should be strategically attending networking events, industry conferences, the places where you need to be to be connecting with the people who are going to help you get uh, to that to that next level on the board or into your first board role. And I think when you're doing all of that, it also helps you to hone your brand positioning, like you really learn, you see what really is connecting with people. Um, You get better at telling your story. And I think you just get closer to, you know, getting to where you want to get to. Great, great, great advice. Um, I'm thinking about my own campaigning right now. I'm about to come off my uh, public company board and I actually have to start my next campaign for my next board Mm. opportunity. And, uh, you know, I have to think about how I'm positioning it and who I'm going out to. So I have to take some of this advice and use it myself. <laughs> so that was very, very timely. Good. Uh, we may chat later. Yeah. So let's go to the next question. Um, what do you think is the biggest misconception about building an executive brand, an executive brand or board brand, but executive yeah. and then segueing yeah, in? Of course. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to where we started the conversation. You know, I have women who come to me and they're like, you need to, you need to tell me what my brand is. You need to help me, you know, figure out the language or that my pitch, I need my, you know, my elevator pitch. And, 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 you know, women just don't realize that they already know what the, we know what our strengths are. We know what our values are. We like, if we dig deep, we we're actually pretty great. Right. And, and so really the work is helping women reconnect with that greatness, right. Um, figure it out so that they can um, authentically put it forward because let's face it, when we're in conversation, if, if we have to do the uncomfortable thing of promoting ourselves, we want to at least believe in what we're saying. So that's the piece. It's it's not like a marketing campaign. It's it's real, right? So getting at that. And, and I think, you know, we do get blocked. We do get in our own way. So I think a coach, a peer, a mentor, just again, reaching out to others to help you have perspective and really pull out those pieces. So my follow on to that, because I just did a getting on board workshop with a former colleague of yours yesterday, Elaine Roper for CPA Canada. And one of the things that I said uh, about that is that you have to own it. So Mm. you can have a coach that might advise, you might have a mentor that might advise, but at the end of the day, you have to own it. So it's like putting on an outfit and it doesn't, oh, that feels good. No, that doesn't feel good. It's you've got to own yeah, that positioning totally. and your personal brand. It's not someone else's. So I've seen where people pick words and try to do it and then they kind of stumble on it and they're like, yes. that's not really me, right? It has to be your yes. thing. Well, and it's so interesting. I do this values exercise in, in my Ivy group program, my Ivy career empowerment program. And the, the women are always amazed when they, so values like, you know, leadership, perseverance, love, uh, empathy, honesty, whatever it is. When they, when they first see it, they're like, well, how does this even apply to my role, to my executive role, to the way I operate? But they see very quickly, it is such an important part of who they are. And when they start to embrace it, and it's the same with embracing our core strengths and those other things, to your point, then you can start to own it because you, you, you really believe, hey, yeah, this is actually a unique, what makes me unique, right? Love it. Love it. Great. Yeah. So let's kind of come to our last question. Um, if you could re- recommend one thing, what one thing that women can do to align their brand with the right board role, what would it be? Yeah. So I think when I hear when women first start looking for board opportunities, board roles, you know, there's so much out there that, you know, it's, it's intimidating, it's overwhelming. So I think it can throw us off. And so in order to hone in on what's right for us, or even start to get a sense of where do we even want to try and pitch ourselves, where, where might we even fit, right? There's another exercise I use with my clients, which is really, again, about just digging into what they care about. And so I say, spend a couple of weeks looking at broadly, uh, first go big, right? Look broadly at the various board roles that are out there. Even maybe there's there's women in your network that are announcing they've just gotten on a board or there's organizations you feel drawn to. So you could even do a little bit of research and pay attention to what really excites you? What gives you energy? What do you, where do you feel like you might actually really want to play? And that tip about where we want to align our, our values and our strengths with where we might belong, right? So it might be healthcare, it might be uh, organizations that are really committed to DNI, it might be organizations that are going through huge reorgs, I don't know. But it, what we are drawn to is typically comes from that core of who we are and, and what we're good at and what we care about. 
So that really comes back to your passion, your purpose, right? Mm. Which, which you have to go deep inside first, mm. right? Which talks to your three C's and yeah. you really have to build on that. So you've provided us with such great insights. I just want to say that's it for our edition for Women Get On Board in Conversation. Jacqueline, thank you so much for sharing your insights with the Women Get On Board community. Jacqueline, is there anything you'd like to end with and how can people find you? Yeah, well, listen, great conversation and, and, and great to, to be doing more around helping women, really empowering women, right, to achieve their goals. That's that's really my whole mission. And yes, uh, I can be found at JacquelineFoley.com, uh, my website and, you know, uh, and on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. To find out more about Women Get On Board and our resources, you can go to womengetonboard.ca. Join our community. We're 850 members and growing.